Welcome to the Fiddleman & Company podcast, where we sit down with startup founders, entrepreneurs, and trailblazers, not only to learn the ins and outs of their founding journeys, but also to understand what it takes to successfully scale a company. I'm your host, Jeffrey Fiddleman, and without further ado, let's jump right into the show. Adam, thank you so much for joining us today on our podcast. Before we get started, I'd love to give you a chance to introduce yourself, to introduce your company. First of all, thank you so much for having me, Jeffrey. So I'm Adam, I'm 37, I'm father of two. This is not my first company. I had a lot of failures during the process, which I consider as a learn curve. It is actually my third venture in the tech field. I'm a full stack developer, I have an MBA background and I'm very excited to somehow build build the future in some field and this is what we try to do. We'll be doing Halo. Halo is an application which is a public messenger for influencers and communities. We want to create here a new user experience for people. We believe that ideas about new user experiences. So this is what we want to approach here. A more public approach. I mean, everyone knows WhatsApp, so we are like a public WhatsApp. Cool. So how, you know, with your background, full stack engineer, went on to get an MBA, how did it all boil back down into Halal? Was it a company that you started in the past? Was it part of something that you learned? Was it culmination of all of those things? How, how did you land on this? I think it's a bad plan well executed, <laughs> say. the idea was actually I was have a have a business partner. He's actually the CTO, and I'm I'm the CEO. And our idea was first like you know get get together, do a first project, maybe have some income as as first of all as freelancers. Then we had like some uh, nutrition business. Then later we went to the pharmaceutical industry, and we said like you know. Let's, let's take this money and build a tech company afterwards. And we thought that this will take a few years, maybe two, three, and that's it. But no, it's, it's actually 10 years <laughs> and counting because we, we highly believe that, that a lot of tech companies, they die in the very beginning, in the pre-seed, seed. And, you know, as you know, there's a lot of things can go wrong in this in this. In this phase, um, and this is where we can put our own money and our beliefs into it. And this is how we started. And yeah, then we said, like, let's go for a good business model, which is messaging. What can we do here? What can we improve in messaging? And this is what we said, like, we, we might can give it a more public approach. Messaging is interesting for us because there's a lot of data input. Uh, into it and we are taking the today's media which is video and trying to, to combine it with an with an ads model that we're trying to implement in, into the videos and yeah so kind of like jumping into the today's needs somehow to approach them initial users it's not based on our on our opinion yeah we have a lot of like a, B testing, I think like, hey, lol is plan F. Yeah. 
hmm. we're constantly failing. Um, and now, yeah, now we have more than 2,000 active users and it's growing. So I want to get into the users in a moment, but something you said, given your serial background, given, you know, this is plan F, so to speak, constant failing. Tell me about your feedback loop or tell us about your feedback loop. What does that look like? How, how quickly do you deploy something before you collect feedback? How quickly after collecting feedback do you change it? Just It sounds like you've had this happen a few times over already if you're on plan F. You cannot be too quick enough to, to fail. It's like fail, fail fast. Even with designs, we approach to people. And if there's some fit, feedback and makes sense and you hear it from a lot of people, then you can already implement it before developing it. That's what we did. Then we had some, some stage where we said, okay, this is maybe ready to get developed. We started with a wireframe as well, like just UX, black and white skeleton, no colors, because we really didn't want to affect people um, with nice designs and stuff. So at some point, people said, you know what, actually, this is something usable. Um, and then we added a nice design. And then so somehow things can, yeah, things went well. Yeah, but it took us almost two years to get to this stage. Yeah, it's like constant failures, constant hearing complaints, bugs, things not working out. And like, like yeah, like tell the people, okay, Coming in at some point, no worries about it. It will be all fixed. Yeah. This Where is... do you draw the line? Where do you draw the line between fail fast, fail forward, as some would say, versus sticking it out, right? Because, you know, there's another school of thought where if you just keep doing the same thing over and over and over again, and you stick it out with a certain business model, you, I don't want to say you're, you're definitely going to succeed, but but you can succeed more by doing the same thing and slightly iterating over time. So how, how do you draw the line between, no, this failed, let's cut it and change it versus I'm gonna stick it out another couple of months just to see what happens. I believe there's a lot of approaches for that. Two things for me are important. First of all, the passion that you got into this project. Passion helps for sure a lot to get, let's say those punches as well those losses, like like cash burns, and to say, okay, I will I will continue no matter what. And the second thing is the market, yeah. Uh, to say, hey, this is a good market. I believe it will pay off at some day. But as you said, I as well honestly believe that any business can be successful over time. Uh, I always, always have a very um, prominent. Um, example for that, which is SodaStream, yeah, somehow. Yeah. It's a company putting gas into water and sold for billions to Pepsi. So if people ask me always, Adam, how's my business idea? What do you think about it? They always say, you know, if if it's a bit better than SodaStream, then, then you're good to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's not so much about the idea. It's about the business model and about execution. Right. So that being said, and, and I want to take a step back to discuss your broad experience, and then we'll dive back into the experience with Halal. 
But from a broad founder experience, what are some common denominators of both success or best practices that you can share versus things to absolutely stay away from? Maybe one or two of, of either side of those things. So things that are, are each time common denominators have brought you success and also conversely each time common denominators that, that you will try your best to never do again. First of all, as a, as let's say, founder, you're very optimistic about the future. So it's hard to say that you start doing something. I believe it's what I see. It's hard to as well reflect yourself, but it, what I see from others is like not talking to users, actually talking to friends. Yeah. Try really to avoid that. I'm talking to strangers as soon as possible. Because friends are nice, yeah, nice to you and maybe as well to your idea. And this is not the best approach to get your feedback. If, if your business is B2B model, try to sell it from the first day. Get some pre-contracts going. Uh, this is what I did in the past wrong. I believed I have to have a certain point um, that I have to, I'm able to go out and present it to, to potential client but this is not not true yeah you can't go with an idea to to clients and say hey i'm going to build this in half a year would you pre-contract with me now if, if i'm able to do it yeah and this is the honest feedback you can get as a as a founder because if someone puts money then yeah people are not so friendly about money let's say <laughs> when they when they, when they pay this they say Right. So yeah. when, when, when there is a payment, there's most likely as well an honest feedback about, about your business and if you should continue with it. It sounds like you're advocating for founders to get at the very least a prototype done prior to going to the market in any way, shape or form. And by, and by prototype, by the way, I mean something in like a Figma or Adobe XD or not a fully coded platform, but just something to put in front of people, users, so that they can start getting feedback or investors so that they can see what they're getting their hands on. Absolutely. I believe like there's no trophy for complexity. Yeah. And if you start to, to like code an idea for years as well, your expectation will go up. And, you know, all, all as well, this fear of rejection gets so high at some moments I can see that, I mean, I can see that from, from, from myself in the past and, and, and from other founders that they go out, they go out, go out of the building after two years with the first prototype and then they don't have a lot of energy to get that, that hit, yeah, from a client that they approach the total wrong direction. And then to go back and code two years, it's pretty hard for people. So it's it's a good thing to do it even with a Figma design, Adobe XD. It's fully clickable. People don't understand what is back like in the back end or what what's going in the front end. And if they get the idea, which is the most important, and you get your feedback, then this is. For, for sure. That makes sense. That makes sense. Any tools that you could recommend 
to do that type of rapid prototyping? Yeah, I myself, I use Adobe XD. I only do a wireframe, like black and white. As I said, this is what, what I read well myself, and I can as well say from my experience, you don't want to ex uh, use any colors to get the, your real feedback about the user journey, the user experience. And, and, and then you, you're good to go, actually, when you have a, like a lot of people that somehow confirming your basic idea mm -hmm. to add in design. There, I made like really good experience that people not just love the design as well as the, the, the functionalities of it, which is the most important at the end, right? Yeah. That it creates values. Yep. So tell us now, switching back in, into Halal Capital Raise. Tell us about the capital raise. Tell us how you have had experience with speaking with investors or rather what the experience has been in speaking with investors. Are they open? Do they understand the concept right away? Is there a lot of explanation to do? I think a lot of businesses that we work with, I think a lot of people likely listening to, to this podcast will be curious about every entrepreneur's journey and in, in their capital raise. So, so what has been yours? Yes. So most investors understood our idea, like without any question so much. What I have seen is that they would like to observe it. Yeah. I have a look on it. We started like to approach, like it's now two months, one or two months. And yeah, you, you have to be okay with that. Yeah. Um, to get this first, okay, let's see, or like, let's talk later again, which is, very common from VCs. Yeah, and we're, we're taking it. We're happy. What I did, I just screenshotted our activities in Firebase, sent it to them. I said, okay, this is a timestamp. Let's talk in six months and let's see where we were going from, from, from here. And let's talk again. So the feedback was good, but you have to be patient for sure. And what's the most common question that you got? from investors when you were going out? The most common question, actually, it's more about revenue, generating revenue, about like exponential growth. We are, we are doing B2C. So it's, it's, it's more about seeing this exponential growth yeah, over, t over time. And this is where, where, where I said, like, I, I believe they want to observe us and see the how 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 we how we yeah approach to it over time if if we grow in numbers and if they can can see that we 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 are improving over time that then i'm i'm sure we have some investors that would be interested in, in us and and it sounds like you were i mean raising capital full stack developer wearing a lot of hats. I know you mentioned earlier your team, your partner. How do you guys delegate responsibilities? How, how do you take on a responsibility versus anyone else on your, on your management team? So that, that's very important that you have a team. Um, so it's not, it's not yeah, it's, I hear that a lot from, from other startups that I'm the CEO, CFO, CMO, CTO of my company. Exactly. Yep. So everyone in our venture has his position and we were trusting each other a lot. 
it is sometimes as well that you you it's like a fireman yeah you jump into a fire you come you come in try to fix it and jump out yeah anything else wouldn't scale so this is our approach we're interviewing constantly people good people giving them a chance as well to you know show their skills and and you know trying to get talent for 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 halo which is the the biggest challenge of today's time, I believe, to get like good people in tech, it's very raw. And, and, and yeah, this is, this is how we try to approach it. Everyone is in his position, not leaving it and trying to do a good job. Are you offering remote or on site? Remote, it's fully remote. I'm like, since 2014, offering people just remote. I, th- I think life comes first, yeah. And if always tell us about people like family and health comes first for us, they, yeah, they highly like this approach. And we are an industry that, that ideas are the key drivers. So yeah, so that's, that's why they have all the freedom to work from home with their families. And yeah, this is how, this is how we tackle it. And we're doing very well with that. Well, well, tell us about that. A lot of companies have struggled specifically with company culture in the recent shift to go remote, work from home, hybrid models, non-hybrid models. And while it was relatively the standard for, I don't know, a year, a year and a half in 2020 into 21, a lot more people are going back into the offices now. And, and something that, that's kind of been apparent is this maintenance of company culture. Certainly in larger companies, it's much, much harder to, to have that. So how have you been able to maintain company culture, especially pre-pandemic, through pandemic, uh, and now that we're on, you know, fingers crossed on the other side? Yeah, I believe you really need to have a relationship with, with, with your team. Otherwise, it will not work out. Not not in the office as well, not, not remotely. That's the first approach we have. We have like, like team events as well that, that have like where we come all together and, and it's not only about work, it's as well about other things, but private stuff. So there's a lot of team events going and yeah, we got give people the freedom. And if you go, if you work with good hearted people, they, they give that back to you very quickly and um, this this is what we, we can see when, when when people like like the culture of the company if they're good people they just love to work with us they enjoy the freedom and and just give that back that that values sure no that makes a lot of sense and as long as you maintain it i'm i'm sure you can only prosper with that type of model if not company culture, and, and you mentioned kind of a bit on retention of talent being an issue, what what would you say is the biggest risk now to Halo? The biggest risk is for sure the financials. Yeah, oh, I mean time is the biggest enemy. Somehow, you you have a cash burn rate that you going going after somehow. As you said, like over time, ideas somehow work out. It's just to to you know get get it going. We are actually in a good spot, but still the cash burn rate is growing. 
and you want them, you want it to grow, right? Server costs and stuff. So you, you try trying to find it uh, like, like a balance or here. This is the biggest challenge right now for, for Halo. But yeah, we, we were trying to believe in ourselves that like good business people see, will see that business model and just want to join us here in that, in that, in that journey. Got it. And, and what does that journey look like? I never ask five years, as you know, but a year from now, two years from now, where is Halal? What is Halal? So for, for us, it's, it's very important right now to implement something which has high values for people, yeah? especially for influencers, as well as com for the community. Uh, this, this is the, the first approach we had. We, we did it for messaging, for messages doing very well. We did in the, in the last month, like 650,000 messages. In, in, with our with our application now we, we're trying to bring this 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 approach more to 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 the video field we got and to co connect it with with messaging yeah creating values for the users is our first target now and later as well which is i believe very important for any business creating a business model which goes along with that yeah creating values for for the user as well as for the content creators and, and, and the drivers. Yeah, which is as well sustainable. Yeah. This is what we try trying to implement right now. Mm -hmm. So we have the activity activities, we have have values, we're trying to increase the values for users and to implement our business model right now. That's it? Yeah, that's 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 enough for now. <laughs> So, okay, so then, so then where are you by end of year? Are you, well, before we even talk about that, 2,000 users you just mentioned, what does that footprint look like? So people told us, I mean, we're talking daily with people that they love the application because they can meet new people, especially in the, the pandemic. It's very hard to get social. It would be even maybe a bad idea. To do so so they're getting social on our, on our platform and yeah that's great to see that we can do something good that people you know have a safe environment to, to meet each other try to increase that that number for sure so we have eager plans in 12 to 18 months to have 1 million active users it's good to have goals and we want to really do our best to to, to reach them as well um, and we would like as well to business to, to create like a business model for content creators that is sustainable. So they, I mean, it's high efforts to create um, good quality content. And this, this, yeah, this, this we have have to give back to, to the content creators so mm -hmm. they're able to invest their time. So this is why we, we want to create here as well good approach for them to attract them to our app. Got it. And, you know, as this business continues to grow, I'm sure you're reaching out to your own network. I'm sure you're reaching out to friends and family network in an effort to just find people help to help you achieve these goals, whether it's monetarily or just intellectual capital that you're looking to source and, and better yourself in the business. Other than, other than employees or, or direct advisors, where have you found the most help for your company? 
Has it been, you know, through reaching out through a certain network? Has it been utilizing LinkedIn the way you've never utilized it before? What would you say, again, has had most helpful impact on the growth of this business? You know, as I said from the beginning, we try to give people a chance as well working with us in, in small test tasks as well as smaller projects and to be open for that. It's, I believe it's very important as well as to fail, yeah? to be willing to fail with people. It's very important. So, I mean, your, your, let's say your network is somehow, yes, at some point exhausted. We try to have an open approach, try to meet as many people as possible and then and tell them to join us to our journey and motivate them to create something here. And that, that is the approach we, we're trying to do. And this paid off so far. We have about 12 employees that are really eager of the new cycles of, of, of Halo and the implementations. And yeah, this, this goes very well. And we will try to continue that approach. Well, good. I'll say that everyone listening out there, you can, you can join as well. Eagerly join at, at Halal to start using the messaging app. Adam, thank you so much for joining us today. I really enjoyed our conversation. We would welcome to have you back to get an update in, in a couple of months here on users on growth. But again, thank you so much, Adam. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much as well. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Fiddleman & Company podcast. If you're interested in how we can help take your business to the next level, please visit us at www.fiddlemanco.com and be sure to like, share, and subscribe to our podcast from whatever channel you're tuning in from.